Hi, and welcome to another episode of Shining in the Gray. This is your host, Vanessa Rivera. So this episode is going to be a really fun one because it's actually a listener requested topic and it is on jealousy. When I read that request, I thought, do I really want to tackle this? And then I saw some of the other requests and I thought, oh, this one feels a little bit simpler than the rest of them. So let's go with this one first. Just not even going to lie. So I feel like jealousy is such a tricky subject. I feel like it should be easier. It should be an easier subject to talk about and it can be oversimplified as it is in a lot of cases. But I think there's so much more to jealousy than meets the eye. And when I talk about jealousy in this episode, it's going to be interchangeable with envy, okay? After doing some research, there seems to be two camps on this subject. One camp says jealousy and envy are two very different things, and they should not be used interchangeably. Jealousy is when you have something and you don't want to lose it. For example, a significant other, you are jealous because your new friend is, in your perception, more attractive than you, and you are afraid that you could lose your spouse or romantic partner, okay? And that envy is when you wish you had something someone else has. Now, the other camp says, and this is from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary people, that Jealousy and envy are actually very much interchangeable, and we've been using it interchangeably for decades. And that the only thing that jealousy and envy do not have in common is that emotional aspect of, I'm afraid I'm going to lose something I already have. Okay, that's the only time that everyone agrees you cannot use it interchangeably. So, For the sake of my sanity, and to give us a better idea of what it is we're talking about, we're going to talk about the jealousy that is interchangeable with envy. If you had asked me a while back, I would have told you that I did not struggle with jealousy, that jealousy was not an issue for me. I would have told you that jealousy is something other people experience, but I really don't. Because for me, jealousy meant that I wanted so-and-so's house or so-and-so's car. I thought they had a better material possession than I had. And for whatever reason, I always associated jealousy with coveting someone else's material possessions. And for those of you who are more emotionally savvy than I ever was, you know that that's not true. It doesn't just involve material possessions. It doesn't just wish it had material possessions. It wishes it had the intellect of someone else. It wishes it had the drive. It wishes it had the opportunities, the successes that other people take, right? So what do we do when we are overcome with jealousy? Well, I mean, if you want to be super trite about it, I guess you could start a gratitude journal, right? I mean, 
I have a gratitude journal. I think it's phenomenal. It has helped me so much with being content. And yeah, absolutely, contentment is the opposite of jealousy. However, when you're in the middle of that really yuck, God, I sound like a kindergarten teacher, emotion, it's not so easy to resort back to gratitude even when you have a solid gratitude practice. So here's the deal with jealousy then. I think that the core issue with jealousy is that I think that the deeper issue with jealousy is that there's a disconnect between who we are and who we think we should be. So in my case, because right, we can only really talk about our own experiences. In my case, I could say that it is the disconnect with where I am now in my fledgling writing and podcasting career and the people who've put in the long time, the hard work, and wishing I could skip from steps A and B where I'm at now and jump all the way to steps X, Y, and Z. And why is that? Why is it that we so often fall into the trap of wishing our lives were something that isn't what they are now? I think there's circumstances that make sense if you are in, a, in an abusive relationship, if you are recovering in the hospital from surgery, it makes complete sense that you would wish your life looked different than what it does now because you're either in physical pain or emotional pain. And we're not talking about that. That's a completely different situation. I'm talking about those of us who have a safe place to live, are overall healthy, aren't living in circumstances that are emotionally or physically unsafe. So what do we do with that? What do we do with the fact that we don't want to be where we are now? I think that some people would argue that that's a great motivator. It's a great motivator to get out of your comfort zone. It's a great motivator to start doing something outside of the box. Mm, Yeah, I suppose. But if jealousy is our sole motivator, it's a very fickle one. Because from one day to the next, we could wish we had something very different than the day before. Because if we don't know who we are now and where we stand now and what our priorities and values are now, then basically anything that seems shinier than now is going to be a temptation to try and replicate. And if we're replicating something, then is it even real? Is it true to who we are? Is it true to the gifts that we were given? I don't know. I don't, I I really don't think so. Jealousy says, if only, if only I could, if only I was, if only there were, and contentment and peace in who we are now says, I am. I am growing. 
I am learning. I am doing my best. There's a big difference between if only and I am. There is a chasm between how we would move around in this world if we dropped if only and took up the strength, the peace, the joy, and the contentment that comes with I am. But in the meantime, I do agree that those little steps, those strategies that seem so cliche online do work. And something becomes cliche because it is universally accepted to work, right? So starting a gratitude journal, meditating. John Maxwell talks about how the fact that praying is us talking to God and meditating is allowing God to talk to us. I think that there is a gift in listening to our spirit in times of if only. Because our spirit doesn't talk that way. Our spirit says, I am. And look, I get it. It is hard to find even five minutes sometimes to just sit and be still and meditate, to just sit in contemplation. But even finding two minutes a day to check in with yourself and listen to what's going on in our hearts and in our spirits, then we can really start to differentiate between what it is that our mind is telling us, what it is our ego is telling us, and what it is that the divine is trying to say to us. This has been a practice that I've, that I've had to take up. It's been a practice that has taken me a long time to settle into. I wish that I could say that it came easy and... I just started meditating and it was like second nature, but it just wasn't. It wasn't at all. (laughs) I had been recommended the Insight Timer app by my teacher and he suggested a particular meditation. And I started with that. I started with a guided meditation every single night and when i'd miss one i i've never i didn't beat myself up you know what i mean it's just okay i missed it whatever and then slowly i started venturing out and listening to other meditations and just using the timer and building up time from there and now it feels more comfortable It doesn't feel easy all the time, but it certainly feels more comfortable. 
And I know that with time and with regular practice, it'll start feeling comfortable for you. So when a want starts turning into a need in your mind and it starts making your ego feel a little butt hurt, I think that that is the time that we have to return to ourselves, pay attention to what's really going on, and let go of the if only and hold on tight to the I am. And I will put the links to some of my favorite resources on gratitude, meditation, and on contemplative practice in the link below the podcast and on Instagram where my handle is at the Vanessa Rivera. And there, if you start following me, just a heads up, you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. But I mean, you guys know that already, right? And uh, it's a fun place to be. I hang out there a lot. So check out the blog, check out the show notes, and check out Instagram for the resources. And I will see you next time on Shining in the Gray.